The following pendant production contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The following pendant production contains... Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Britton, creator of The Line, co-writer of The Line, and assistant director for The Ferry. Last time, yes, this is the end of me uh, getting my fingers on effects, music, and all that jazz. Um, welcome to the commentary for episode 8, a whole new story, Fatum. Part one, and wow, a very different story from anything we've told before. With me is Miss M. Sierra Garcia. Hello. Very good timing, and also Mr. Joel Rowan. Rowan, Rowan. We had this conversation. <laughs> we've just had this conversation before doing this. My name is Joel Rowan. He says, and I say, I'll well, get it right, and there I fuck it up. First time, absolute no, no, fail. No, no, it's okay. Um, it's okay. Yes, Joel Rowan, everyone. Um, welcome. Hello. Hi, everybody! Hey, there we go. Hi, Dr. Nick. Anyway. Nice. <clears throat> um, yes, a totally different episode set five years in the future. We've gone all sci-fi and shit. Um, I think originally when I when I wrote this and then Em, em and I talked, uh, talked about it, um, this is like two years ago, it was very much a straight, he's five years in the future, and there was a whole pile of ventures, and there was a drug dealer in it, and it was all very odd. Um, but the structure was much the same. Columbia it did involve Colombia. It did involve Colombia. Yeah. Um, I asked very nicely, can we... <laughs> there was a lot of conversation had about it, and it came, it actually came to a really good place. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think, well, I think it did as well, because it did, oh around God. the end of last year, I said, Emma, do you, you want to do you want to write a couple of episodes? So I pretty much threw this across to you um, in terms of doing Here, the, here's the, the most bizarre, strange lines. one. Go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're the one I have to blame about this. <laughs> Not completely, because Captain Chris here added plenty of his own as well. So, And a lot of it is from the original script that he wrote two years ago. I took a lot of that as what you know, we cleaned, we had taken some stuff out and amalgamated it into another script and then i took that and just kind of worked it again um i think a little bit more which was really fun and a really great opportunity and i don't know how writers write this shit every fucking month (laughs) Uh, i don't know how it happens because it's with the you know with what chris and i have it's a lot of back and forth and back and forth and it's you know bouncing off bouncing off i don't know how you people do it with with a a lack of sanity i think is the primary uh primary thing um i think initially when we talked about it we said we were going to try and do one where you're very unsure for the whole of the first part this this episode if he's in hell or if he's in the future Mm -hmm. um but i think it became clear that that just wasn't going to work in terms of the story because of traveling through the desolation of america um, I mean, I did, you know, I, I, I it was toying with the idea of maybe like having flashes, so it, it like flashes from this American world to like a, a demonic visage, and maybe this is just our vision of hell, this totally decimated countryside, all the people dead, the raptures occurred, but I think, um, I think it would have ended up being three or four episodes long to start doing stuff like that, so I think it, it, it was right that it becomes very clear very early on that he is, for some reason, in the future, the raptures happened, um, most people are dead, and, uh, and, and he, for some reason he has been sent there to observe what is going on and he takes a decision to open up his uh, recording device and start recording events 
Um, we've also got the introduction here of David Alt as Gil. David! I know, as a rather um, sadly damaged character. Sweet. Sweet, yeah. Well, the, there's a bit later on where some of his line reads really get, are very shivery because um, mm-hmm. they're so childlike. It's quite bizarre. Which was what I it was. It's what I was hoping for. Because yeah. in my experience with um, a, someone I went to high school with who had had a serious head trauma, it was when we saw him at the 20 year reunion. He mm. was very childlike, and yeah. so it was. And I, I, I did. This is gonna sound bad, but I really paid attention to him because I, I, I was trying. He, he was understanding us, but his replies back, I think, from recovery and everything. So I, I wanted some of that for Gil because that's kind of what you had explained to me that he had had a trauma and probably a head trauma, something that kind of physically and mentally reverted him into this place. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, well, you know, this is why I've, I've held Dave back for this role. I, I decided I wanted him to play this role a long time ago and held it back because I knew I needed someone who really got the character um, mm-hmm. and played him with a, a huge sp- a spadeful of gravitas. Now, uh, Joel, um, sound effects. I mean, just the radio sound effects in themselves of the di- the dictaphone, the micro stage recording on, just cutting it out. It's just brilliant. Um you really went all out on this episode. Well, thank you. I uh, Honestly, those came about because I wasn't entirely sure what the hell you were wanting <laughs> in that scene. Fantastic. So, that's transistor radio static. So, and no. just just for fun, the every time the radio, it, every time it clicks on or off, that's the sound of a... Uh, a radio knob from a 67 Camaro. I saw that or in the so, effects or so it yeah. is, Or so it is labeled. I'm not entirely sure if that's actually what it is, but it was labeled radio knob from 67 Camaro on, off. So you'll, like, you'll that, have that's see, I, I thought it sounded more like a 69, but oh, okay. <laughs> you'll have uh, to educate my ignorance on such things. I know fuck all about um, stuff like that. A 67 Camaro, that's a type of car, yeah? Yeah, that yes, is a vehicle, sorry, yeah. The, the Chevy Camaro. Yes. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's, it's cars I, I know nothing about. I really do. Neither do I. It just amused me. <laughs> it was Chevy's response to the Mustang that was a, a dismal response, quite frankly, because I think the first model year barely sold, like, I think it was like 600,000, whereas the Mustang sold in the millions. We appear to have, have dug into M's secret knowledge of a car, as being a car dealer. <laughs> No, it was the fact that M watches a great deal of Top um, Top Gear. You don't watch that show. I do, I love it. Oh my god. Both the American and the British version, although the British version's better because they're pompous little twats. They are horrible, right-wing, racist little fucktards, aren't they? I know. Um, they are. Uh, it's amazing they're allowed on the BBC. Um, there should be laws. Although I have to admit, whenever Top Gear is on, if I do end up watching more than five minutes of it, I watch the whole thing because it is such fucking addictive television. But um, then I hate myself a lot for uh, giving them my time and energy. Anyway, that's that's not about the line and I'm at all. Sitting anyway. over here, you know, smiling and nodding. <laughs> I I am familiar with Top Gear, but I've never seen it. And until 
recently. I had no idea what the hell it was about. Yeah, it's quite um, it's quite funny actually. In the UK, you have Top Gear, which is on BBC One, and then you have Fifth Gear, which is on like Channel Five, which is one of the shit commercial channels. Um, and I always think like Top Gear. Well, that's the top. Fifth Gear. Well, that's the fifth because of course. And, and it took me a long time as a kid. I never understood why it was fifth gear. Why not call it first gear? Because then it's the first, it's number one. But no, but first gear is below fifth in cars because they've numbered them that. And yeah, anyway, that's a really boring <laughs> aside. Um, but um, I always think the fifth gear just sounds like the worst possible comparison show to top gear. Um, we couldn't even get first, second, third or fourth gear. We've got fifth gear. Yeah. Um, anyway... Um, the show, what's going on? They're talking to each other. Um, Gil, you made him quite funny in this scene. I quite liked it, the whole fish thing. You were very adamant that that's staying in no matter what. I wanted that to stay in because I wanted some of that childlike moment because I had experienced something like that with my nephew. Mm. Kind of that, you know, I want to, I know I'm not supposed to be talking right now, but I want you to make sure that you understand that I have an opinion. Yes. So, <laughs> so you will passively listen to my opinion as I complain about something. And David delivered it spot on. But I have to pause. Tim Lasseter? <laughs> oh, my God. I know. He's a bit of a <laughs> oh my God. I, I was, I was The first time I was listening to it, I actually stopped. I was working on something at the office yesterday. And I stopped. And I was just like, oh, he's perfect. The image came into my head about everything. His voice painted the entire picture. I'm madly in love with your voice, Tim Lasseter. I don't know the rest of you, but your voice? Hubba. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I got the audition lines from Tim, I was like, well, that's Alex. There we go. We're sorted. On we go. Next. Some, something else amusing and car sound effects related. The little <laughs> click in the radio just before it dies. That's the turn signal from a sob. Oh no! Nice. That's just something. That's just something else that amused me. So all your radio sound effects are from cars. Brilliant. But it's 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 even amusing that it's from it's very specific because yeah. you know a sub click sounds so click. much more different. <laughs> I just well, searched for a click and it has radio signal. Uh, no, not radio. Turn signal from a sub click. Well, it's much more posh than that of a Fiat or a Chevy. I don't. I, I get. I, it makes me giggle that it's it's car specific. Yeah, yeah, I like that as well. I wonder if someone somewhere has a collection of the click from like all different types of cars. So there probably is. I'm sure a database somewhere exists with those sound effects. Oh, um, you can call them car sound effects for you. Do you want the right horn? <laughs> I had a really good time writing the dialogue, writing a lot of this, like just to putting in a lot of the dialogue here. I had a good, really lovely time, and I'm, I'm so pleased that it sounds almost exactly like it did in my head, Joel. It's, oh, that's good. I wasn't sure what to do with the angel, though. I, no, I this is to great. Sound kind of creepy and otherworldly, so I put some. Uh, again, this is like my favorite filter for lines in this show. Uh, a chorus filter. It was five voices, I believe. Yeah. And then another filter, which was Hell's Chorus, which is where we get a lot of the other echoey, uh, wavering sound. 
Yeah, I quite I like the health chorus filter. That I think that does add a lot. Um, no, I think it's I think it's spot on between Tobias's reads, which were very um, very uh. playful, um, but with a lot of menace behind them. I think that adds just what you need, just to give a sense of the the awesome scale of these beings. Because um, I think a lot a lot of like what I was thinking in my head back when I was thinking I would be directing this before obviously you came on, Joel, is like to kind of give it that Cloverfield feel. Um, mm. to the events, especially some of these opening scenes where it's just running from these massive beings and things exploding around them. And I think you've yeah, you've captured that um, exactly. Between the filter and Tobias, it's just effervescently evil. I love it. It is. The one thing I was originally thinking of, um, I know you were saying you weren't uh, quite clear what we wanted. It's probably because, again, when I was originally writing these scripts, I was just writing them for myself. And not thinking, oh yeah, someone else needs to know what the fuck I'm saying with these effects markers. Um, so what I was thinking is, every scene you would have a click, the radio would come on, and you'd have lots. The voices would all be very distorted as if you were listening to them through a radio. Oh, okay. And then, then it would come into a focus, like you'd go into the radio and go into the scene, and then at the end oh, of the scene you'd come out okay. of it again. But actually, I think that would have been very distracting. Now, now listening to it the way that it's been, the way that you've done it, I think that would have come across as very distracting to have Which that happen at every scene. So I'm quite glad that that hasn't happened. And that's I'm exactly how that you, I wanted it to that, go. That you're happy with it, I'm glad because let me tell you, some folks in the audience, this is what he has at the beginning of every scene. <laughs> radio clicks on, we zoom in. What the hell do you zoom in on a radio? <laughs> See, in my yeah. head, I knew what that Seriously, meant. Seriously, every time I'm sitting here like, zoom, how the... Oh, you know what? No, I'm not going to bother with it. Just go on. It's late as it is. We got Which is also something I'm a little disappointed with because I don't... I, you know, going back and re-listening and rethinking, I should have played with a stereo feel more and had people moving around away from this center point. But, eh... I did get a bit of that, but not as much as I really think I should have. You've got you've got some of that, and at the end of the day, a lot of it is two, what two, or maybe three people sitting around a radio. There isn't a huge amount of movement, and when they are running, they're running with the radio. It's in their hand. So yeah. in terms of that, you know, you don't want to make too much distortion, otherwise that's very distracting from the listener. Again, why I think the whole zooming thing... Yes, it sounded right, made when right, you know, putting the effects in the script. But actually, in reality, um, I think it just becomes a distraction. Um, there's only so much you can do with these sorts of things until it just it becomes a bit pretension, and, uh, and, and you just really want to just listen to a fucking episode of the audio show. I I was doing a little happy dance because. As much as I understood that vision, I, I really wanted something like this where it was on, it was off, and it was not like completely obvious what was going on. I I love those I love those like sixth sense moments where you get to the end and you're like, Oh oh <laughs> So this by fading in and out, I thought it would kind of take away from that. Um so it's very pleasantly so very pleased when it didn't happen. So suck it, Chris. No, 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 it's fine. I found we are all in accord about this. Um, I think it's also led to the decision, which I think you sort of made, Joel, not to include any music at all in this. Um, yeah, I really couldn't just... I like that. Well, first, I couldn't think of anything to put in there, and then I realized it feels kind of awkward to try to. 
Yeah, I I agree. Because the the whole bit of the angel, I mean not the angel, the the radio. It's we're listening to a recording, really. Yes. So he wouldn't have his own soundtrack. <laughs> well, I wasn't really thinking that, but I was just thinking it felt kind of awkward considering. And I like that the the transitions it's dead air, which and they're fast because you know you don't naturally have a pause when you you click on you click off. And mentally, you know, you experience a pause in time, but the recording won't. So you got that really well. Yes. Thank you, though, but that's actually yeah, Chris is doing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, well, he Chris, had me do all perfect. the scenes and then send them to him, and then he put them together how he saw fit. So I probably would have had a little more of a dead space there, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, it works I, better this way. I did play around with having quite a long gap and a short gap and a, you know, an intermediate gap. Um, but I think at the end, I, th- I, I wanted something that didn't leave it like feeling like, hang on, there's something gone wrong with the uh, episode. Um, well, it's usually for, you know, like, um, uh, what is it? There's a part where Alex knocks Joe out and then silence. Yeah. So I was just, it was going to be, you know, click, and then not like a very, very long, like, oh, crap, is something wrong with my iPod, kind of, or whatever you're listening uh, to the show on, but just long enough so that there's a break between those two, but... Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, I'm babbling now. And no, no, babbling is good. No, it makes sense. Um, and it's, it's good to have someone babbling who, you know, isn't me for a while sometimes. <laughs> this is one of the bits where, um, Dave, I, is, it's almost creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah in, in, in some strange way, because I thought it was lovely and sweet. But it almost set my teeth on edge at the same time, in a good way. That was another like nephew moment where they were. He was just being cranky. I want mommy. I want mommy. And I said, Well, think about mommy. Think about what mommy says. Think about mommy. What does mommy usually say to you? I can. Mommy says this, and mommy. And so as I'm like leading him to where I need him to go, he's talking about mommy, and that kind of distracts him so that he can go where I need him to go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No. No. I. I, I... I so basically, it, I wrote David like a like a five year old. <laughs> I'm not sure and what the piece works. of music is he's humming there. I just told him to hum a soothing children's rights free song. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm not sure what it is, um, but it's quite it's quite nice. It sounds like it sounds like it could be a hymn. I'll have to ask Possibly. him. I'll have to ask. And Anna Rodriguez back for her second role in the line after uh, Callie in episodes three and four. Now, uh, now Anita. Um, Perfectly done. Oh yeah. She's exactly what I what I heard in my head. And mixing in the Spanish. Loved it. Yes. Well, that I mean that was all her. None of that was in the script. Um, Loved it. Unless because uh, I think we. We wrote it pretty straight, but yeah, pretty much. I uh, I think I did the initial line pick on this uh, episode. Did, did I do that, Joel, or was that another episode? Yeah, no, no, yeah. you did. 
I think, yeah, any line where she did it, where she read it in Spanish instead, it of, instead of English, I said, yeah. Ana estaba buenazo. Estaba super buenazo. Thank you so much. It was, I don't like it when Latins are portrayed. Really, I get very picky. I get very opinionated. Shocker, I know. Yeah, you opinionated. Fucking hell. Moi? Yeah. Je pense que no. Mais oui. I'm... <laughs> whole whole swathes of language being going through right now. Duh. Yes. Yeah, that's a good. Um, so yay, Anna. I just I adore you. Hmm. I have a very different type of character from Callie, and I think she really yeah encapsulates that. You're gonna that. hate me next month. Why? Okay. Um, I haven't. I, I was going through and doing the cleaning and pick taking, and I haven't picked a single line where she spoke in Spanish. <laughs> we are not friends anymore. Para comentario voy a hablar solo español y no voy a hablar inglés más contigo. No way. So, so you're gonna mad. This means you're going to stop e-stalking me? I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> well, since I got one. forbidden... Joel, your sound effects. Fantastic. Yes, I was so uh, not really proud to find this one. I was just so amused to use it. This is apparently this is what it's uh, labeled as. This is uh, artillery bombing, and it just amused me to use it, and it fits so well. It really does. Uh, I think I was saying before we did the commentary that I had this image of the angels hurling like massive pieces of masonry at them. On fire. Yeah, yeah. Actually, what's really amusing is just before the first kaboom, um, you can hear just very quietly. I don't know if you edited that part out, but you can hear the in the actual sound effect, you can hear the cannon fire. The, uh, yeah, you can. The shell and yeah. then it coming in and the explosion. Yeah, and it almost sounds like it could just be a, you know, just a far off something happening, doesn't matter, and then it just it gets louder and louder and louder. No, it's brilliant. Uh-huh. It really is. And then we get the sad death of Gwen. And this, this was weird. I don't know why I felt that I had to be specific, but I, I search for specific gun sound from uh, from Alex and it's a uh, it's a, a 45 yes um, military issue Colt 45 that's what he w- that's perfect that's can- exactly what I thought I mean he's ex-military the military's used this since 1911 until just very recently so why the hell wouldn't he no absolutely I um- it would be old school so yeah on my final run through on this I just added a few little ricochet sounds there of the bullets yeah. bouncing off because I just wanted to give some effect of the angel being, uh, being um, thing. And I think I think yeah, being bulletproof. And I think I gave Gwen a different gun. I think I gave her like a pistol or something because I wanted a big explosion yeah. and her brain, brains, you know, and stuff. And yeah, grim. Um, but so, something funny when uh, Alex said, you know, screams, "Fuck you, let her go." I expected it to be this big, you know enraged outburst but he said it really really calmly yeah so i had to completely change the sound effect to instead of just you know him pulling out the gun and opening fire he does it very slowly pulls the gun from the holster cocks the chamber back and opens fire yes yeah i noticed that and now i thought that was awesome 
Um, I love that you thought of every part of the motion. That you thought of every sound in that, and the whole his whole motion in firing the gun. That's amazing. So this is why we need you on as director. Because <laughs> I I'm normally doing it at four in the morning. Going like, oh god, okay, he needs Here's a, gun. a gun. Here's a gun. Here's a gun. Also, gun. weird. I don't know why, but when it comes to like guns and certain things, like, you're kind of specific and weirdly. Instead of a generic bang, bang, bang gun sound, I always go in and try and find a specific thing. Well, you'll be pleased to know, possibly, that um, all the way back, all the way back in episode two of the first season, Gabriel made reference to Steph as the warrior uh, being a bit like Jesus, but with guns. And (laughs) we haven't actually seen her have guns yet, but they are coming. And so you'll get to play with as many gun sound effects as you like very, very soon. Um, so yeah, Lou? I know I know it sound, makes me sound like I'm nuts, but I don't know why. It's just one of those things that kind of bugs me in the back of my mind. No, 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 no. It's got to be specific. Damn it. No, I know what you mean. No, it makes perfect sense. I love it. Oh, and we skipped also, over my we talked over my favorite bit that turned out button on, button off. which was um, Gil playing with the buttons on the on the on the digital recorder. Button on, button off, button on. And because this, this was the first one I actually put a because I, I ran through these like this blind panic and so sometimes I didn't think of to put a background in it just an ambient sound and so this is the first one I actually went wait there's no sound to be cut off crap I need to find something <laughs> and so the sound effect I found was wind going through a forest and so what you're hearing is supposed to be the branches and the trees moving yeah. but it sounds like water. It just yeah. pissed me off. It sounded like this waterfall is off in the distance. Wind through forest often sounds like water. I know. It is frustrating, isn't it? Wind. It's only when you put it next to... Not again. Okay, we did that last month. Um, <laughs> when you put it next to the sound effect of actual water, you can very... There's a very clear distinction between the two. But when you're just listening to wind through a forest, that just that one sound, it always sounds like a waterfall. Um, and Yeah, I don't know why. I just, I, it was, it came out perfect because you had the cutting on of sound at different points of the words button on. Because again, another moment from being around small kids. Um, my one nephew was playing with a toy and he would on and off and on and off. And so I knew I had to get Gil, like, because Joel was unconscious. So, ooh, something shiny that I've always wanted to play with. Okay. Oh. And this bit, too. Okay, minimal hospital sounds, not crazy. It's a tent, like a mash unit. Yes. Okay, I actually found tent sounds for when... No, actually, I didn't find tent sounds. I specifically looked for... Because I was a big fan of mash for many years. I'd watched it, you know, almost religiously. If you'll pardon the expression, considering the show. But (laughs) I actually uh, thought of the um, post-op room from the uh, from the show so when they when um, Betty and Alex leave I put in these big wooden doors like they had on the show yes yep yep it was perfect back through both ways and so and also just just for fun to have a hospital sound effect the sound effect is actually in the hallway outside of an OR oh nice yeah I hear surgery sounds of like you know instruments clanking and 
and things being put on a tray and such. So I had this weird image from that of, you know, they're really crowded. It's kind of panicky. And there's somebody in surgery, like 20 feet away in the same room. Yeah, yep. which I considering the situation there would be. No, I love yeah, that's that. That's what I was thinking. So I love when I was doing the final sw- sweep. I heard those doors, and I was thinking, but it's a tent. Why does it have big swingy doors in a tent? But actually, it's when a I was unit, so it... is it a no, mass unit? Yeah, no, it'll I, have the big wooden swingy I door. Why, I, I looked it up. I looked up the photo, and I saw, and I thought, ah, oh, that's why he's got it. Oh, research, brilliant. Um, <laughs> So, uh, no, um, uh, yeah, spot on. And also, it sounds much better than someone going, as a tent flap opens. Tents sound very underwhelming in audio. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, The speaking of research, so when we... I, I wanted to move this away from the whole Columbia thing. I was thinking a lot about religion and and faith and how you know the religions of the of the current century and then and the current era and then religions that go even further behind oh there's a funny one should i hit you again no um i i i i I think i sent chris a briefing okay i found this temple in the yucatan and they speak this and i kind of went a little overboard because i just wanted it to feel real smooth and real good and it, it also came to mind that um, there would be regions of the planet that have a lot of a lot of powerful faith based peoples like in Nepal, in Italy, in and you know a lot of heavy old faiths and 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 I, religion is the wrong word, but that those areas would be kind of sacred and protected and would. They'd probably have to. The angels would have to really group up and and man up and and have a lot of strong forces behind them before they could even think of attacking them. So that's why I wanted them to go over to the Yucatan because there's so many temples there and there's so much history that that is kind of religious but not. So I love. I I, I had so much fun with this. But again, I don't know how you people write these things every month. <laughs> No, your your research in terms of the uh, the places that they visit was extensive in the max. Um, <laughs> that, but, no, that sounds actually really cool. Um, but it was, yeah, it was it was well, it was very interesting, if nothing else. Um, yeah. But I think it gave the, I think it really does give this episode some um, some gravity behind it because obviously it is a lot of traveling. You know, every scene is set two weeks after the last. They're moving from one place to the other, really bang bang bang, really really quick. And I think just yeah, we had to cut the references down to so it wasn't just exposition exposition but i think what is in there does give someone either it gives them a really good view of of where they are of the religious significance of where the characters are at but it also gives something that maybe someone would want to go and look up afterwards perhaps if they were feeling so inclined i loved what you added when they were how they got to how they got to that peninsula so quickly that the gulf had because the oceans had receded so much they could just drive right through the gulf the yes, that me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, I had this vision of like, because you know they talk in revelations of this, the oceans just receding to nothingness and the sun baking the planet, etc. And so I, I thought, well, yeah, let's have that actually happen. I'm going. I, I loved it. Now this <gasps> final scene is pretty much it's bang on exactly what Joel did, but just with some additional piece of music uh, by myself. Now this is a dream sequence. How do we have a dream sequence in an episode that's all recorded on a micro cassette? Well, you'll find out. 
later. Later. Um, although I'm sure you can make some pretty obvious guesses considering the kind of person that Joel is. Um, and I just felt for a dream sequence, I wanted to make it because we, we, yeah, I wanted to make it seem as weird as possible. So I found this piece of music, which is a very famous piece of music anyway, uh, Crystal Nacht. Um, but it, the the guy who mixed it down has added these very strange sound effects in the back. And M, you're not a fan of this, are you? It's just it reminds me of a funeral. Yeah. But it makes sense. Um, it's not that I'm a I'm not a. It's the weird sound effects in it that kind of throw me off. Mm. But it wasn't weird enough that I made all of, you know, whose lines in Latin. <laughs> yes, all yeah, all the lines in Latin. I know. If you want to know what they I mean, you need to go writing look them the up. scene. This. I, I wrote this in minutes because it came to me and I couldn't type fast enough because <laughs> I just I wanted something creepy. It is, it is, it is, it is creepy. And I I know we we went backwards and forwards on having the lines in Latin and then whispered in English uh, yeah. and vice versa. But I think for this bit alone, it works with just them in Latin because it doesn't matter what she's saying at that point in time. It's yeah, and, it's a little it did. You're right, you're right. Not until you get to the point where he's like, what? Yeah. But there is a prize for whoever can translate all of those. And um, Is this the return Sonia, of the line competition? <laughs> <laughs> the, the line monthly competition that hardly anyone enters and the prize never actually gets sorted out. Um, nope. <laughs> yes, let's, let's not have a prize. Let's just have kudos. Kudos to anyone who can I just... translate all those lines. <laughs> And I wanted the cliffhanger to be that he just kind of wakes up and goes, <gasps> and that realization, and then zing, the end. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I but mean, the sound effects in the song kind bit. of weirds me out, because it, it, I don't know, it's just, it's just different. I've never heard something like that. I just wanted to, I, I just, cause, you know, dream sequence, I just thought it needs to be weird. Really, yeah. really weird and 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 wavering. And obviously, we can't. We haven't got the visual, so you can't kind of do that. You know, the Hitchcock effect of the room extending out behind him, or the you know right. swirls or anything like that. Oh, all you've got is audio. All out. Exactly. You can't do any of that shit. So, uh, so I substituted for weird ass music. That's I don't know what fun. you think, Joel, because I know you mix it down without the music. But um... no, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. It does help give it an otherworldly feel. Um, that that end bit right before the silence and he wakes up just uh yeah what do you I mean? just went nuts with that really just tried tried to make it as insane sounding as possible I put in you know winds and the vortex and thunder and explosions well you certainly that last you achieved sound it was perfect then cut off <laughs> it was what was in my brain and I I I loved it well. Awesome. That's it. That's the first half of Phaeton. We return next month with the finale of this little two-parter, and uh, perhaps the end is not totally nigh for Joe Holt as yet. You'll just have to wait and see. Um, thank you, as always, for joining us. If you wish to contact us in any way, shape, or form, we are at thelinehq at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter as the Line Boy. Uh, you can follow the show at The Line Live. You can follow M at... Sierra. And you can follow Joel at... Carter's alter ego. See, we're getting very good at that now. It's excellent. Yay! Um, oh. Excellent. It's November by the time you're listening to this. 
so happy November. I hope that uh, Thanksgiving is is looking good and that uh, and Christmas mm, is obviously on the countdown. That's quite weird. <laughs> this will not be heard by the time this is heard. Like you know, Christmas shit is going to be in the shops. Although to be fair, it's August, so Christmas shit is already in the shops. Um, no, 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 Halloween comes first. <laughs> At least here in America, <laughs> Halloween is appearing now, and then as soon as the whole. Before even the Halloween stuff is taken down, it's usually you're going half to start and having, half. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. usually going to start having Christmas stuff. The closer it gets to uh, uh, Halloween, the more Christmas stuff that starts appearing. Halloween is certainly much bigger here than it ever was when I was a kid, but it's still not at a point where, like, I've now I've now read about two shops which have their Christmas, their basic Christmas display up already. Oh, Lord, um, Hall- <laughs> Halloween will appear about the beginning of October, but it is it's. You get like one aisle of the supermarket for Halloween, um, but they'll also have their Christmas aisle. Definitely by October, they'll have a Christmas aisle. So, well, I guess everyone has finally figured out that we are not recording this in November. No, we're not, but it doesn't matter. Or Fine. October. We've broken the illusion what will happen. Or now. September. <laughs> no, earlier than that. It's August the 5th, August the 6th even. It's a lovely sunny day here in uh, beautiful London. Oh, yeah. It's a reasonable sunny day here in beautiful London anyway. Um, it's 4.30 in the morning and dark here in the Washington, D.C. area. It is. And what's it like with you, Joel? It's um, 2.30 <laughs> in the morning here in Nebraska and um, it's dark outside and I'm actually hoping it's a, a cold and rainy day tomorrow. Oh, the hell with summer. The hell with summer. You're, you're done with summer. Oh, I was done with summer the first time it reached 80 here, man. I'm just, screw this! Bring me the cold back! <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining uh, us all, and we will see you next month for our Christmas episode. Yay! Yay! Where I will continue to rant about how the tea party sucks! Absolutely. Fuck the tea party. Au revoir. Goodbye. Fuck, fuck, fuck the tea party. Fuck the tea party. <laughs> For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.